Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined as always by my co-host and friend, Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? I'm doing well, Sean, but probably not as well as you are. Big day last night. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, so uh, I'm officially engaged. Really excited about it. Uh, Derek knows that this plan has been in place for a while, actually. Uh, probably, what, six weeks? Derek, I, I said I sent you a picture six weeks ago. I said I'm yeah. trying to find the perfect time, but life got in the way twice. And what was I supposed to say the day before I was supposed to do it? And she comes to me and says, hey, uh, I have a vaccine appointment tomorrow. You know, I can't say, well, don't go get vaccinated because then it's going to throw all these warnings out there. And she's going to be like, what in the heck is, uh, why does he not want me to get a, my vaccine? So, no, it was perfect. We we were in Chicago. That's where she's from. I wanted to do it somewhere that had some significance and uh, really, really good night. Uh, really excited. I got a really good reaction on my Facebook post from it. A lot of people that love love me, love her. And I think that's what really opens my eyes and makes me know that it was the right decision. Yeah, well, the, the Terry's here uh, send you congratulations and best wishes. So, yeah, happy for you guys that uh, you got this. I wouldn't say out of the way, but I know you've been planning it for a long time. So that should be something off your plate. Now you get to plan a wedding, which is uh, <laughs> my wife did the majority of that for us. But it was uh, at times very stressful, I know, for her. But uh, it was all absolutely worth it in the end. So. Okay. Congrats to you guys. I spent probably a hundred plus on decorations and candles and everything to do with the proposal and the wind wouldn't cooperate. So I'm sitting here thinking, well, thank God I have my receipt. And then I thought, wait, I have a wedding. So why don't just keep these things <laughs> Yeah, keep because going. we can use them. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, thanks for the congratulations. And hopefully we can all get together and celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sean, uh, I know you're still out in, uh, well, are you in Chicago or Iowa? Uh, in Chicago. I'll be still home Chicago, tomorrow. So but, going back to the bluegrass, but yeah, some, some news out there. You guys tuned in today to, you know, it seems like every time we think maybe it'll be time to talk football, it just something else happens with basketball. And this might be the new normal with uh, college basketball, but Sean, some, uh, some Co Kofi Coburn developments and depending on your point of view, probably not a good thing for Kentucky, you would say. No. And, you know, speaking of me being in Illinois, I'm going home and not staying here, but it sure, certainly sounds like Kofi Coburn might be staying put. I know there's some Florida State buzz and stuff out there, but it looks like Jeff Goodman and some other national analysts believe that he'll go back to Illinois. And, Derek, I, I don't want to sit here, and I'm not going to come out here and say, oh, I had good info and blah, 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 things change and things like that. Because I know when we say those things, when we do have sources, that nobody really believes the, the way that the winds can shift and change. So I was wrong. Like, I, I got it wrong. That's what happens in this business. I've been right some this offseason or a lot this offseason, but I was wrong on this one. But I will say this, and you'll understand it by doing this. I got to the same exact point with C.J. Frederick and Xavier Wheeler, and those things pushed through with the exact same source, the exact same situation. This one didn't. This one went the other direction, and that's just the way that this thing works. Uh, I think it's a – I think it's a mistake – if if Cal didn't talk to him, I don't know if I'm – look, it's a second-team All-American, All-Big Ten, dominant big, most dominant big in college basketball, who comes out on an ESPN article and says Kentucky is a serious option, quotes his relationship with Orlando Antigua. Uh, national analysts, it wasn't just local media, Derek, that thought Kentucky was the pick. It was national media. It was local media. It was everyone that thought Kentucky was the pick, and it looked that way. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm not sure I'm buying. Well, I'll say this, I guess, the question. If John Calipari, John Calipari really didn't talk to Kofi Coburn, why? Why wouldn't he talk to him? You're talking about a second-team All-American and two of your assistants coached the guy last year. Like, why would that even be a th- – even if in the end he decided it wasn't a good fit, which – also would really surprise me if for some reason you couldn't make room for a second team All-American, but like a lot of reporting coming out that's a little strange to me. And you know, I'm not criticizing anyone's reporting because I've done no reporting on this. I mean, I've never talked to Kofi Coburn or done anything, so I'm not, not – it just seems like a weird narrative coming out now that, you know, sometimes you, I, I just don't understand how this was such a big story that people thought Kofi was coming to UK and then today it turns out that maybe Cal had even talked to him. I think all of us can kind of raise some red flags when it comes to that and be like, you know, that's a little bit odd, isn't it? That you would have someone. And again, we, we talked about in one of our last episodes, like I think there were true fit arguments to be made, how it would change the roster. So I'm not downplaying that by any means. I mean, I was, you know, talking about Ostrich coming off the bench, things like that. Like I understand uh, that it wasn't just an open and shut case that you probably should go after the kid, but that would really surprise me if Cal didn't even talk to the kid, that just seems a little, seems a little strange to me. And I'm with you too on some of the stuff coming out reports and everything that it just doesn't make sense because I I know there were a lot of people that were pumping Kofi Coburn to Kentucky. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just Jack. It was, there were a lot of people doing it. And then you're seeing it come out that it wasn't as strong or maybe like, no, I'm not buying that because I can tell you from a source that I, that I trust and obviously has been right. This is the first time I've got info and it went the other direction late. Kentucky was preparing for Kofi Coburn to be announced and on that roster. Someone at Kentucky was even, I mean, even if let's say Cal didn't have talks, someone got word of something that Kofi Coburn was a strong, serious option and was close. And it looked like that, but here's the, here's the other thing about this, Derek. He went into the draft and then went into the portal four or five days before the draft withdrawal deadline, withdraws from the draft, stays in the portal, and then sets an announcement date just to go back to Illinois tomorrow? Or what? It just it's, – it's a bizarre situation, honestly. Yeah, it really is. Um, He's essentially going to commit to Illinois twice if he goes back to Illinois. Yeah, it's weird to announce an announcement that you're – well, I guess you could frame the announcement that – listen, Sean, we're just living in a different time, man. Like, it's just – this is different how, how people do things now on the surface. Yeah. It would be odd to announce that you're going back to the school that you have been at your whole career. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, um, you know, seeing the Twitter uh, sphere. Now you look at what Kyle Tucker from the athletics reporting that Kentucky's you know, top re- recruit is, is Jalen Duran. I felt like in some ways, Sean, it was going to be easier to get Coburn because you had those ties to, um, Antigua and Chen already firmly established. And I thought that if UK went all in there, you know, that's probably who they could get. Where with Coburn or uh, sorry, with uh Duran, I mean, you're not only having to battle other schools, I mean, you're having to battle these professional leagues as well. And uh so I don't know if I'm gonna get on here and say that, you know, Cal better make sure that he's getting Duran to, to turn down Coburn. I don't know that it's that strong because I still like Kentucky's roster overall, but do one of those two players push them off? I mean, absolutely. Uh, I think we would all agree on that. But um, I do think in terms of a fit, based on what I've read, Duran probably would be 
a better fit for the roster, but I just think he's going to be a tougher pull. Yeah. And, you know, that's the one thing, right? If you're, if you're not going to talk to Kofi and if that's the the narrative you're pushing now, then you better make sure that it is during, right? If, if that's what you're, so that would be the only reason why you wouldn't is that you feel really good about it. It just doesn't make sense though, that it took this long for that to come out that he didn't talk to Kofi Coburn. I mean, this has it, this isn't new news, Derek. This is what July 14th. Yeah. Kofi went into the portal when July 1st, the same day that Mintz came back to Kentucky. So two weeks and it's just now coming out that sources say that he didn't talk to Kofi Coburn. That makes, that makes no sense to me. Like, why was the narrative what it was for 12 days? And as we get close to decision time, boom. And then it's something different. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of people reporting that, you know, they thought Coburn to UK was a done deal. I mean, whenever it happened and, you know, maybe that never came from UK side of things, but I don't think people for the most part, just especially reputable people aren't just throwing things out there unless they've heard something, but you know, we did talk a lot, Sean, last week about how it affects uh, the front court rotation. And I do think in some ways, I mean, even with Duran, though, like I do think the fit is better in a long shot, Sheboy. But you could get back into, you know, what does that mean for Keon Brooks if you want to play the four? Do you think he slides down if Duran comes here? Um, I mean, there are a lot of angles still to the Duran stuff because, like, what we talked about last week on the uh, – I think it was a mailbag question that we got to have the top recruit come in and to have that example of what name image and likeness could do for incoming recruits in the future. I do think that would be a big, uh, a big boost. I mean, you know, this Coburn thing is weird, but if, if they do find a way to get Duran, I mean, the narrative shifts back to, you know, Kentucky can lend the top recruits again. This is a guy who's a future top five pick, maybe even in play for the potential number one pick, depending on the kind of year that he has next year. I mean, that would obviously be a huge boost, and I think it still changes, obviously, UK's outlook greatly. Um, and then with the fit, again, I think the fit, if you can slot him down and play him with Sheboy, I think it probably does a little bit more for you than just having Coburn, who's a strictly a five, and then try to figure out what to do with Sheboy around him. But I do think there would still be a ripple effect on the roster, even with during there. Um, but, again, at this point, Sean, I mean, again, I don't have any inside info, but, like, I kind of feel like it's more likely that they get neither of those guys now, which is a little bit surprising to me, you know, even this time yesterday. I probably would have thought they would have at least gotten one of those guys. Yeah, and, I mean, I said this for the last week or so, that I still think that this team can be very, very good if they don't add a big to the roster. Like, if they don't add Jalen Duran or, you know, now Kofi trending the other way, I still think this team can be very good. I, I put them, I still had them top seven, top eight in the country as it stands with Mintz returning. That's good enough, in my opinion, to play their way into a Final Four, Derek. But I was going off of anchoring the front court and having a chance to probably be one of the favorites to win a national championship. I, I think that's the difference. That's why I'm not going to buy the whole there's too much depth or anything like that on this roster because I do think that they needed to add another piece whether if you had the option to land both those guys and you strike out on both and then two like let's get into this whole thing about possibly guys being upset too many guys on the roster too many it's Kentucky right that to me Derek if if some dudes like let's say they've had conversations and you know I've not talked to anyone but I know that was a big topic on sources say yesterday was you know some guys on the roster I uh, don't know exactly who it was. Uh, I didn't even, I didn't really talk to Jack after the show about it, but if there's guys that are expressing concern, are you worried about that for the makeup of this team? 
as we go throughout the season, even if there's no one added to it? I mean, I think there's a – I think there's about – I think you get one segment of people who say, oh, you shouldn't be afraid of any kind of competition. Whoever's the best is going to play. Like, I get that to some extent, but, like, you also – for like, UK is one of the biggest uh, – with, with the – pressure that is on a uk basketball player the eyes that are on them it's one of the great opportunities to shine and if you play well at kentucky chances are you're going to be a lottery pick so i think if you're a player like one thing i think you can say that we know for sure and this is what i actually believe i mean hell i've never been recruited by john calipari but you've had enough former guys who were very 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 good players at uk say that he promised them nothing so I don't think he's out there making a bunch of promises now to guys from the transfer portal coming in and saying, you know, this is what you're going to be. I mean, I think he's probably stayed pretty firm that whoever plays the most minutes is – or whoever plays the most is going to be the guy who earns it. So, like, no, I'm not really, like, that worried about makeup. But if if you had sold certain kids on a certain playing style that they were going to do this year and then you added a guy like Kofi Coburn, I think that would be fair to ask questions as to what you were doing. Does that make sense? It does. Because I do think it would probably have to change how you play a little bit. So yeah. I'm not saying that kids were so much worried about their playing time as much as like, hey, this is what we were sold on. We thought maybe we would play. And I'm not saying that this has actually happened, but I'm just thinking the way that they've constructed the roster up until this point, it leaned, I mean, they got six guards. It kind of makes you think that they're going to be a little bit more uh, – guard heavy and spread things out a little bit more and i do think there's a, a case where if they got coburn it's at least reasonable for the players to say you know hey is this still going to be the plan because this guy arguably might be the best player on our team and he's going to deserve some some time but what does that mean for oscar who you know we thought was going to play a certain role so that would be the only thing i would say to, to there but no i don't i don't think it really like concerns me that guys are scared of competition i think when you come to uk you know that that's going to be the case from the start when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is, and obviously now everyone's going to begin following the Jalen Duran recruitment and seeing what happens after Peach Jam. You know, Peach Jam kicks off today, and we'll see where that goes. Like the the regular season version, then they'll have the actual finals and everything, I think, a week from now. But where does – I mean, how do you feel about this roster as it stands if there is no additions? How good do you think they can be? It, it, now, the one thing that this would do is it would primarily keep – Keon Brooks at the four, Jacob Toppin at the four, and Kentucky would go to that true three-guard look, Derek. It would not be a log jam with the bigs and having to move people to the four and playing two bigs together. But I'm not going to sit here and change my my stance. I can't sit here and pump this thing up and say that Kentucky was going to be a national championship favorite 
and then Kofi not come to Kentucky and me sit here and say it doesn't – no, it doesn't affect anything. No, it, it affects how I view this. I've, I've said that for two weeks. I'm not going to sit here and backtrack from it. I really liked the possibility of adding Kofi to this roster and then figuring it out within over the course of four to five months. I do have some concerns about Kentucky's front court. I have concerns because Oscar is a, a foul trouble and how foul prone he is. Uh, does Kentucky have enough strength – and brutality and size behind him, can can they anchor the post without him on the floor? What if what if there's an injury to Oscar Sheboy? Where does Kentucky go if they don't get a Jalen Dern? That's my one concern. That's why I was such a big fan of doing it. Throw away this the part that he's a second team All American and an All Big Ten guy and just a double double machine. I was just looking at it too that from anyone that's capable of playing minutes there. I think it would have been huge for the roster, but I still think it's a good team. But do they have enough, you think, to be a Final Four team? I mean, yeah, it depends. I mean, you, you just never know. Like I say, I, I think they're a top 15 team right now with no more additions. Um, but I think they were a top five team. I think they are a top five team with, with Duran or um, – what would have been Coburn? I mean, that's what I go back to, Sean. I think it's just my main takeaway today is either there's a spin out there that Cal didn't talk to Coburn and the UK is not really losing him, which uh, would be strange to me. But even stranger is why, if you knew you had a really good shot at this kid and those questions you just asked, I just don't know if it's smart to, to turn him down. Unless the only other circumstance you could see is that UK truly – believes that they're getting you know during that if that's the case and yeah i think it makes sense then but if they get neither of these guys i do think perception wise it puts a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth thinking you could have had one of those two guys and end up with none but it, it goes back to what you just asked me about you know if i think they could still be a final four team i mean it goes back to a lot of that roster talk that we had last week you have to have somebody else step up whether it be damian collins or lance Ware. i mean those guys we were talking you know they get a guy like Coburn or even Durant, uh, Durant still, you kind of wonder where they fit in. Well, if they don't get either of those guys, I mean, Lance Ware's got a real shot on this team to be kind of that physical guy again. You know, he's not a seven-foot monster down there, but that was kind of his role last year was to, to get rebounds, be a little bit of a banger down there in the post. You know, Collins is not going to be that guy this year. I mean, if he's going to have success, it's going to be in other ways, blocking shots, uh, catching lobs, rebounding, you hope. But, I mean, with his body, I mean – I mean, what if what if you run into Kofi Coburn and then so a tournament and you have to rely on Damian Collins versus him? You know, it's, it might be a tough matchup for him. So I understand that. I mean, I can't remember the person who asked us an all bad question, but there's been someone, or maybe multiple people, uh, multiple people, pretty steadfast that uh, you know, I, saying that they don't think UK has enough beef down low, and I think that's probably a legit concern. Um, but I do think this will still be a pretty good team. Yeah, but. You know, maybe they were a, a piece here or there away, and that's why it would be so confusing that Cal didn't take advantage of what possibly – I mean, who knows all the factors that go into it, but on the surface, a recruitment that UK probably stood in a great chance to win. Cal doesn't get criticism from this unless Jalen Duran goes somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. And, and then something – and then we get into the regular season in the front court isn't up to the, the the capabilities of doing what they need. Like, if you remember twenty the Tyler Ulis Jamal Murray year, they were a front court away from probably getting to a Final Four or winning a national championship. If that happens again, 
I don't know. Like, but you've you've added the preseason Big Twelve Player of the Year. You have a high school All American that is believed to have the most NBA upside on your entire roster coming in, and Damian Collins. You've you've got a sophomore in Lance Ware. You've got pieces, and that's why I'm not going to sit here and say that it's all doom and gloom because I was that same guy that when Davion Mintz returned that day, I was jacked up thinking, look, this is a team that is going to go from one of the worst in college basketball from a Power Five to I think a second weekend into the tournament team with a chance to get to a Final Four. I still believe that because there's one thing, Derek, backcourt carries you in the NCAA tournament, and Kentucky has capable guards that are going to make shots and make plays. They got guys at the 3-4 that I think have some versatility and Keon and Toppin. And then if Oscar is enough to anchor the post, and you just – here's the other side of this. If you can just bring one of those two along, Damian Collins comes along or Lance Ware significantly improves, I think Kentucky has enough to be a team that can make it to a Final Four because it depends on matchups. If you get a good draw in the NCAA tournament – We've seen it really good teams like the year Kentucky was 38-0. They got the worst possible opponent in the semifinal. The one team that could really beat them, it just all depends on matchups. You got you throw analytic everything out the window. It's just when you look into that matchup, what happens? So I, I still think it's a good team with plenty, plenty of reason for Kentucky fans to be fired up about it. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh one other piece of news we hadn't hit on here yet. Uh UK, well, John Calipari's Twitter account uh, confirmed that CJ Frederick had a minor procedure done. They did not, in typical UK fashion, they did not elaborate on what the actual injury was. Some reporting suggested by KSR that it was a broken leg. I, I don't think it was that severe, what I understand. I mean, not in the sense – I mean, Cal's tweet said that he should be back for the start of the season, which I would I would give credence and say, yes, uh I do not blame anybody who's skeptical of that, given some of the timelines that have been put out there in the past uh, by John Calipari with injuries. Um, but that was one other bit of roster news. And um, Sean, let's just say hypothetically, Frederick isn't maybe ready for the start of the season. Or I mean, it's going to have some kind of effect, right? I mean, he won't be doing some of the things that these other guys are going to be doing the next few months. Um, how much do you think that possibly puts him behind when the season does get here, assuming that it is, you know, assuming he is going to be, you know, potentially doubtful or maybe just getting back into the swing of things come October. He he was already behind. He was already behind coming off the the injuries and the issues with his foot and his feet and stuff from this past season. And then he wasn't really able to work out when he went into the transfer portal. So I know he came into Kentucky, Derek, from people that I've spoken with. I know I'm sure you've talked to the same people or similar people got the same message maybe that I think when he got to UK this spring or summer or late – well, when did they get there? It was summer. It was no, yeah, it was spring. It was late spring in May or June. Uh, he was a little bit out of shape. And I think that that kind of factored into maybe some struggles in those first few workouts, but was really finding his footing from people that I talked to over the last week until this happened. Uh, not going to get into like exactly what's going on. Obviously, obviously, Kentucky fans, when it comes to injuries, they, I think that there's enough out there that they should not say, well, eight weeks, he'll be back in eight weeks because we've seen that it can turn into 16 weeks. We've seen that it can turn into the season. So I get Kentucky's Kentucky fans kind of being cautious when it comes to that, but it is good news that Cal comes out and says that he'll be back for the regular season. And it just did too. Like this is before the Kofi news when I thought that Frederick might be out like broken leg. We, when you hear that report, you're thinking the worst you're thinking, okay, maybe January by then, what, how do you work this guy into your rotation when you have so many guards already? 
it didn't change the way that I thought about Kentucky because of the depth they have at guard. I think that's the one place that they could take a hit. But C.J. Frederick possibly being ready for the season, Derek, that, that's really good news. And if he did get this cleaned up, something that has hindered him since his entire collegiate career is, is his foot and his legs. If he can get that cleaned up, can we really look at C.J.'s numbers from Iowa and say that's the best C.J. Frederick? Because we know that he struggled with stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, but I do wonder a little bit for this season, you know, how he comes back from that. I think this is a good opportunity for Dante um, to, to keep making strides. But tough news, though, for sure. Yeah, tough news for sure for C.J. Frederick. That'll be a story I'm sure that we'll be following all through late summer and into the fall, exactly where he is, how he's progressing. Uh, it would be a loss for sure. Anytime you can add a guy that started in another Power 5 conference, uh, it would definitely be unfortunate if he's not able to give 100% to the season, but CJ Frederick's a guy, Derek, that I think uh, is a multi-year guy at Kentucky. I think that he was going to be a two to three-year guy at Kentucky from the start. Uh, had he redshirted yet? Do you know? Frederick? Yeah. No, he was a true sophomore. That, that's right. Okay. That's what I thought. So uh, hopefully for him, he gets things cleaned up. I know this was a move to Kentucky, a place that he's very familiar with. I know that that was big. I know his family's excited. Like, about him. He redshirted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he redshirted his first year at Iowa. I couldn't remember. I know I'd looked into that stuff back in May and everything, April when all that was going on, but I could not remember if he'd redshirted or not. But he does have that additional COVID year. Yeah, he does. And things. So there's still the potential to be a three-year guy at Kentucky. I do think he is a multiple-year player at UK. I think that was uh, really a big piece of the move, honestly. But before we start rambling too much, we're going to have all summer – to talk about this stuff too in addition to football because we know that we're going to talk a lot of basketball now that peach jam's here jalen Duran, and all this stuff coming up the next few weeks where that where that goes obviously we'll find out where kofi goes is it illinois i know florida state there's some buzz there right that i've been seeing yep. i had somebody message me today and asked me about fsu um but I, like i said at the beginning i'm just going to wrap up with this i threw out info i i didn't come out and say on Twitter that night, but I was dropping hints because I really, I had a really good source that I felt really confident about. And if that same person told me something else, I would feel just as confident. That's how much I trust that person. Things change, things happen. Uh, not really buying the whole, maybe Cal didn't talk to him, Derek. I, I just think a second team, all Americans worthy of a phone call or a message saying, Hey, look, we're, this is what we've got, blah, blah, blah. But Kofi Coburn is a talented player who I said this, whoever gets him, it's a serious upgrade. If he goes back to Illinois, significant upgrade for Brad Underwood. If he goes somewhere else, another team just got significantly better. We'll see what happens with Duran. We'll see what happens with everything else. As always, this is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, one in Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.